Welcome everybody to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. I'm here with my co-host Glennon Darcy. Uh, today we will discuss investing with zero down. It's um, it's a topic that's hard in real estate. Uh, lots of people uh, have lots of um, uh, fantasies and representations, maybe misconceptions about that, and um, and it's part of creative creative financing. So. Um, it's where imagination meets uh, investing, and uh, I thought Glenn could be the first one to um, to share with us um, his wisdom on the on the topic and his experience. And um, Glenn, it's, it's all yours. Sure. So I usually, well, I guess technically, when I do JVs, I do no money down. But I was going to say, normally I don't do really true no money down deals, but I do help other people out who are doing they have no no money into the property right and uh how i do that is bird dog fees um so it's a little bit different than wholesaling so with wholesaling somebody else has went and searched out the contract put it under or search search out a property found the deal put it under contract and then they reassign the contract um and that's then they pick the difference between what the contract price is and what i'm buying it for um, with a bird dog fee, it's more people will find a property and then just go, hey, Glenn, here's the property. You do everything, right? Here's the contact or here's the address. And I found a distressed property. You do the whole thing. And it's a lot less they'll make than if they were wholesaling. Um, so it's usually like a flat fee of like 500 bucks uh, just to for the thing. But I don't I pay that if I buy the property, right? So if we if it works into a deal, um, but really, like if you were say a postman, you could just walk around town and give all the addresses that looked like vacant, look high grass. You can give me a high grass list, and you know some of them could turn into money, right? Um, so stuff like that, you, it's an easy, cheap way to do it. And the people will go, why don't they just wholesale it, put it under contract themselves? Well, maybe they don't have the expertise to wholesale it. Maybe they're really not even interested in real estate in the slightest. Um, and don't want to do the negotiation, don't want to own property, and they don't have the money, right? So usually when you're putting a property under contract, there's an earnest money deposit. So you're going to have to put something down to secure that contract, right? I know technically you could put down $1. Um, most sellers don't like that. They're going to want at least thousand bucks, um, some real money to talk about, uh, to, to hold this in, in place from, but anyway, um, so bird dogging, it's a uh, Really easy if you just want to search out, find properties. It works well if you live in the area that could be there, but you could also be, um, I had a, a person that was bird dogging for me and they lived in the same state, but they didn't even live in that town. And all they did was just searched Craigslist. It was just a job that I didn't do and I didn't want to do. And they'd be like, hey, Glenn, have you seen this one? Hey, Glenn, have you seen this one? And just send me all the off-market stuff in the markets I was looking for and kind of filter it out. If they knew, oh, I'm looking for three bedroom, one bath. They see a three bedroom, one bath on Craigslist and just forward it to me. Like that's a bird dog. They, they saved me time. They've scoped and they would get paid if I bought that contract. Um, so that's super easy way to, to make some money without anything. Um, wholesaling, which we kind of talked about, uh, but usually earnest money deposits required. So, but you know, it's not a lot of money. Um, well, I guess let me join into JVs. Um, if you are the working partner, um, often you're not putting any money down. So you could um, you know, raise, you could do the same way. We could raise money for your deals and do deals, or you could raise partners who, who have the money uh, to do deals. And that's the same sort of thing. And that goes into you know, raising money for anything. Um, 
And the last one I had was to volunteer. Um, what's actually funny, I've had a several guests in the last year who are doing huge like uh, syndications and all kinds of stuff. And when they started, they they didn't have two dimes to run run together. So they just volunteered to work at like a, a real estate agency. And they're like, they went and put the signs up or for like minimum wage, uh, you know, in the front yards for to say for sale. And they just wanted to get into that arena. If you wanted to be, be a wholesaler, maybe work with a wholesaler and do stuff for free and learn the business for free, right? Um, volunteer to work for somebody who is where you want to be, right? If you want to be a real estate agent, volunteer to help a real estate agent out. Um, if you want to be, you know, cross-border investor offer to help out a cross-border investor, right? And you could learn their business, how they do it, right? Um, and a lot of the stuff will just come, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll show up. You'll like, you just advertently, maybe you could even negotiate that and be like, Hey, I'll help you for low or no money down or, or, or for, uh, you know, payment. And, uh, but I would like you to teach me stuff as we're doing this, right? Maybe you can't afford their course or afford their whatever, but you just, just, Hey, I want you to just give me like 10 minutes every week, just to go over what we were doing and what you're doing. Right. And I think most people will be open to that, <laughs> you know? You should. You? Yeah. What about you, Darcy? Um, yeah, those are uh, only one part of it. Do we ever overlap um, is in the general partner, limited partner um, model that you're using. Um, I would, you know, I would throw it when I thought of this topic, I thought of a caution, a slight digression into um, a recognition of, you know, what's the purpose behind zero down? Is it you probably because you have no money? Or it's a way, your refusal or a way to deal with risk. Don't put your money at risk. Use other people's money, OPM or, right? So it's a, it's a question of risk and reward. And money is not a thing. We all know that money is like a placeholder for something. It's a symbol of value or deferred value or, you know, things like freedom or opportunity or ways to make money. So when you're putting zero down, someone else is carrying that risk. And you always have to measure up. A zero down prospect means that there's a lot of risk somewhere else, or that maybe you don't know where the risk goes. So we do very few zero down projects because my investors are generally middle-aged business people, working professionals that are not looking to lose their money. They're not looking for home runs. They're looking to put money into reliable, safe, relatively low risk real estate. So keeping that risk reward ratio firmly in mind, we don't do much zero down. We put down 30%. That means that there's 30% of equity in every building. And by any imagination, as soon as we start working on it, we improve the value of the building, that 30% of equity grows almost immediately within the first 30 days. Our riskiest day is usually the first one. And the risk goes down as we carry forward in the project. So zero down things are inherently risky at some level. Someone's carrying that risk. Maybe it's not your money, but it's your JV's money. It's the bank's money or it's someone else is carrying the water for that risk. So I always like to keep that in mind. So it is inherently a risky prospect somewhere. Someone's going to pay if it fails. Um, our zero down prospect is as the general partner. So I'm carrying because I have zero money and my partners contribute hundred percent of the money for 80% of the project value. We retain that 20%, but I'm carrying a hundred percent of the risk. So for that small amount of 20%, I'm carrying all the risk. 
they are limited to just the money they put in. No operational risk, no uh, downside risk. If they lose their $50,000 they put in, that's it. They don't continue to keep losing. It, it ends there. They don't put more money into the project. They just lose their initial $50,000, which is a painful loss, I have to acknowledge. Never want to see that happen, but it is limited. However, if that project goes sideways because of my zero down position, I'm carrying 100% of that risk until it is cleared off, either through the sale of the property or the sale of my own personal home to cover those debts. So inherently, zero down is risky at some level somewhere. Just, if you don't think it is, you don't know where the risk is. You need to look deeper. Um, it is, but it does have maximum leverage because you have absolutely nothing in your numerator and it's all in the denominator at the bottom. So your leverage, your ROI is spectacular and that's why it's so appealing. If you don't have money and you need money, that's a route to pursue because it's, it's got big leverage and fast. I hope that makes kind of sense. That would be my contribution to it. I don't do a lot of zero down, but I do put, I don't put my money in on the, on these GPLP uh, projects, but I do, I put it on the other side as well as the JV because it's a good project. Why wouldn't I want to make 20%? I'd be crazy not to. What do you think, Ari? Yeah. Um, I find that, uh, I know from, um, like, uh, a little bit like Glenn was saying, you know, there are ways that we can contribute to a deal. I know that, um, uh, for example, uh, in GPLP structures for people, for syndicators, um, in, in people who teach syndication, uh, in the US, you have different um, uh, investors who do that. And they suggest, you know, you can find a deal and then um, negotiate to be a little to be a little percentage of the GP, and that way being exposed to um, what what the to exposed to the role of a GP to learn about the uh, the business and how to um, purchase an asset, stabilize it, then refinance, all the all that good stuff. And yeah, I think like Darcy was saying, it's important to understand the risks. Um, when I think zero down, I think second mortgage and um, second mortgages are um, one way to um, limit to, to limit the amount you put down but you really need to understand what you're doing so i think it's important you can you shouldn't start with that you need to invest in a market where you've done your research meaning you know there is because um, there are cycles in real estate so you you don't want to be in the cycle where you're in the middle of um, overbuilding and um, and there's going to be vacancies and it's going to be a that's too risky. So you want to know exactly where you are in the in the cycles of real estate investing, and yeah, and you want to know you know about vacancies. Uh, are you going to be able to find tenants? Is your price point going to be affordable for tenants? You, you need to need to know a little bit about the economy, and that these are ways you know to um, to limit your risk. And um, hmm. yeah, that's what I would say about um, second mortgages and, and the. Yeah recommendations about how to approach them it occurs to me that you know when you're talking or that you brought a really good point up you're talking about the quality of the project that you could get in with zero down and nobody is allowing you zero down on a surefire cash flowing um great project they just won't there's greed will take over and it's not it's not just 
to let someone in on a sure thing on a sure deal with low risk and good cash flow so what you're generally buying and this should be could go back to the risk you're generally buying what's called a uh, project you're buying somebody else's project or problems off their hands so glenn under uh under emphasizes or downplays how bad the properties are he starts with and how much work he puts into them uh, he says yeah you just get one of these and you fix it up that's 90 days of backbreaking labor and misery <laughs> to create yeah. that value that he's getting for nothing and if glenn's time is worth nothing people aren't calculating it effectively i'm sure your wife knows what your time is worth and what you're spending in human resources and energy and creativity and struggle and conflict for nothing and i'm doing air quotes on the nothing yeah it's some of the properties some of the properties we've bought have been on the block for to be torn down <laughs> yeah yeah so you know, you get in for nothing but you're putting your body on the line here your creativity and all your time that's not nothing you know, I don't know what you value, you value your life at, but you are going to spend some of your vitality and pour it into the ground on that property and the one after it and the one after that. And that is a high cost. Glenn, you did what, 29 properties last year? Tell me yeah. that's not a high cost. I'm sure you it know? is. <laughs> it is. It's, just it's a crushing amount of work. So it's not nothing. So your zero down might be zero money, but you're not calculating all that you're putting into it, all the value that you're also putting into it. And Nobody lets you in on something that's a sure thing. So the risk is, is implicit in the property. It's going to have drainage problems and a saggy roof, and it's going to have infestation and, you know, carpenter ants and beetles and whatever. You're going to have to fix a lot for nothing. Um, that should be kept front of mind as well. It's a marvelous yeah, we opportunity, but yeah. We didn't address that. Yeah. Typically, if you're getting something for nothing, you're, you're inheriting someone's problem. <laughs> Absolutely. Every time. And it, that happens in like two and a half million dollar 21 suite buildings in Northern Alberta. The, you know, it looks pretty good from the outside, but you get in and there's nine vacancies. Uh, you know, there it's dirty. None of the stoves work. Nothing's working. Um, there's problems everywhere that you have to fix to make it into a $2.7 million building to create $400,000 of value. You're going to work hard for nine months and you're going to spend money to do it and all your time. So, you know, yeah. I don't want to underplay the amount of work and effort that's put in for nothing. I think um, like this is how like this whole um, podcast started out with us just having a chat every week and just from us even just listening to you guys talk made me my mind bounce into more ideas. So I came up with more, <laughs> um, which is not like it's um, some of these are going to go on. Ah, it's not really real estate, but a referral business for uh, a lot of these things like you uh, can connect people to uh, mortgage brokers and they can uh, give you a kickback. You can connect people to banks and they give you a kickback. You can connect people to credit cards. They can give you a kickback. You could, that doesn't cost you anything as a referral business, right? Um, you could buy, you could take over people's mortgages. Um, I didn't really talk about it and I was on the fence about talking about it because I haven't actually done it myself, at least not yet. Um, but subject to uh, where you, you take over a property subject to taking on the existing loan. And this one isn't truly, uh, it popped in my head when I was listening to uh, Ari talk, uh, or maybe it was Darcy, but um, realtors, um, depending what kind, what, what, what kind of class of properties, well, I know a lot of commercial uh, realtors are going to have a lot of expenses to buy properties and sell properties and create marketing portfolios. But some of them, it, once they have their license, 
you know, they could do basically zero, everything's a zero down deal. Um, they can just find properties that refer people to single family homes and put someone in um, zero money down, but you're going to spend a lot of time showing these properties and walking around with these properties. Um, but what do they say? You're always like, it's a, it's a toss up. It's like um, with everything, was it time, money, or um uh, I'm in a brain fart. There's always three parts to deal or three kinds of partners to get when I was doing real estate courses before. But uh, if you can find, oh, no, wasn't mortgage qualifier, mortgage qualifier, a money and uh, the working partner, right? So if you can, um, you know, you may not be, you may get no money down, but you're going to be taking on heavier in the other two sections, right? Um, exactly. So, yep. Yeah. yeah. And it's a balance. You know, this is a money is always a part of a ratio. People think of it money as I need money. I want to get money as it's a goal. It's not. It's a tool that's part of a, uh, a ratio. Uh, and once you start thinking of it as a ratio and a tool and a process, then you can get free from that sort of uh, Scrooge McDuck uh, vault of <laughs> rolling around on money because that doesn't really happen. And that's a bad practice. It makes you do stupid. You can't do it, think of it that way. So you got to divorce yourself from those thoughts. But it is part of a process. That make any sense? <laughs> it um, does. It made, made love me that Scrooge McDuck reference. I know. I, <laughs> I it made me think too because we were even talking before this about like you know having actual money and every time you get money you want to buy another project. But like, how would Scrooge McDuck be making all his money if it's all sitting in his in another room? Uh, I don't know. Donald was always losing it. I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah. All right, you got to save us and take it home. One point I'd like to make is just uh, I, I throw the concept of uh, information asymmetry, and I think it's uh, it's one of the keys. If you educate yourself, you know you you'll have some uh, leverage. You can have some um, um, advantage over other investors by educating yourself, and you can do it a lot for free, like you know, listening to podcasts like ours. Um, and yeah, like like you know the um, the idea i get from our conversation today you may not invest money but you you invest something else you know be it self uh, sweat equity you you're gonna have to give it um something and um yeah i think that would be the conclusion of our show thank you for tuning in we love to hear from you if you want to send us questions you'd like to, us to cover during the show we'd be happy to answer and do that you can send us an email at advanced r r e i talk at gmail.com it's advanced r e i talk at gmail.com thank you for tuning in thanks guys thanks everybody